it's legitimate, obviously on wheels. So, you know, temperature controlled, I have exercise equipment in there. And then, um, you know, massage table, which I can fold up and take into people's homes if they wish. But the clientele that I see, I see about 90% in the mobile studio and 10% in their home. So the big question is, how can physical therapists create a successful career earning six figures or more and give patients the care they need without relying on insurance companies for reimbursement? If you want to learn the answers to those questions and more, then you've come to the right place. My name is Dr. Aaron LeBauer, physical therapist, business coach, serial entrepreneur, and author of the Cash PT Blueprint. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Cash PT Lunch Hour podcast. This is your host, uh, Aaron LeBauer. Today, my special guest is JT Dolkarian. JT is uh, a physical therapist, and guess what? His business is uh, Pioneer PT, but he does it all out of a van. And I have a van and JT has a van. So we're going to talk uh, vans. Mine's a little older than JT's and his is a little bit more newer and used for a PT. But um, I'm excited to bring him on the show because he's got a very unique model of uh, physical therapy and cash-based PT. So JT, welcome to the show. Appreciate you being here. Aaron, thank you so much. I appreciate the invite. Um, man, it's a cool opportunity. That's for sure. And that's uh, awesome. you know, the vans, I know we get along there. And uh, Cash PT, like I said before, uh, you're the godfather, and uh, it's just pretty cool to be on this conversation with you. Yeah. Oh, man, I appreciate that. And uh, we both ride bikes. So, you know, there's that too. So you've been riding bicycles for a long time, or or what's your history with that? Uh, probably like seven years mountain biking. Not a mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, I grew up riding as a kid and then got away from it and uh, got back into mountain biking. But it's been awesome, and that's kind of one one way I found my niche in uh, cash PT. Yeah, that's great. So you've got, let's talk about uh, what you're doing. You've got a van and you've got a whole, like your mobile business and you're treating people in the van. Can you tell, talk us through it without like, because I, I don't have a picture, but you did send me a cool card with a little sticker of your van. And that was really dope. And I got that posted right outside of my office. So thank you. But can you tell us like, what's the van? What's the deal? Like, and just talk us through like, what does that look like? Uh, you know, as best you can through words and audio. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a great question. So it's, um, I call it a mobile studio. I try to call mm-hmm. it a mobile studio, a mobile clinic. So it's not creepy. Right. I mean, yeah. I want to send people into a van. Right? I'm not <laughs> like the it. 1970s GMC with no windows. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the shag carpet on the walls, but um, it's legitimate, obviously on wheels. So, you know, temperature controlled, I have exercise equipment in there and then, um, you know, massage table, which I can fold up and take into people's homes if they wish. But the clientele that I see, I see about 90% in the mobile studio and 10% in their home. Um, You know, it's, it's a bigger space than it would seem Mm -hmm. if you've ever been in a Mercedes Sprinter van. I mean, they're, they're pretty legit. Um, They're used a lot of the time for, for RVs, but um you know, I got the idea idea because of renting a van very similar to yours. Yeah. So I rented an old Volkswagen van again in 2015 uh, and drove the California coast with now my wife. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, originally I was so burnt out with my job and, you know, we had a great time on that trip and I was like, I just need a van to have fun on the weekends because that's what I'm living for now. Like, yeah. I don't even know if I want to do PT anymore. But uh, all these do-it-yourself camper vans started, you know, popping into my mind. I'm like, man, I'm just going to 
can build one out. But um, fast forward back to the grind, back to work, I guess 2016. I think that's when I bought your Cash PT blueprint. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I had this dream one night. I woke up in the middle of the night, two or three in the morning, and I was like, light bulb moment. I'm going to do this. I'm going to build a mobile studio. I'm going to take PT to them so I can justify charging cash or being out of network. Uh, and, you know, at that time, it was super scary for me to even think about that. I'm sure you and a lot of other people that follow you have gone through that similar feeling of like, you know, can I actually, am I worth it? Yeah. Um, so for me, that was one reason I could justify it by building a clinic to take it to them and, and be convenient. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So was it, what, what was happening before, like, so before the epiphany, like, what were you doing? Were you working for someone else? Were you try or were you in the stage of trying to get your own business off the ground? Like what was, what was happening before you had that? Like, what was your life like? What were you, where were you working? What were you doing? Uh, my life was pretty frustrating at that time. So I was a director of an outpatient sports med clinic. And I think I'd been, that was my second job. So I'd been there for about seven years and, um, you know, always got glowing reviews. I would end up seeing entire families because I built good relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Um, but one day my boss came in, this day sticks out of my mind. And he told me like, listen, you have to change the way that you're treating. Like, I need you to do group exercise. I need you to tape everybody that comes in the door so we can get reimbursed more. And, you know, he's like, if you don't do that, you'll never get a raise again. Oh, so, like, I was checked out after that. I mean, already ethically I was being pushed, but that kind of put me over the edge. Yeah. So that was um, kind of, I guess, one reason why I took that trip just to get away. But I mean, I was even considering leaving physical therapy, leaving the profession altogether. Um, so I'm really happy that I was able to create a path to move forward because I do love to help people and I yeah. love the profession, but I just don't like being dictated by insurance. Right. Um, you know, ethically, I think it's not right to put us in situations like that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. So was this like, so I've had some of my best epiphanies, like after like working out, was this like after a, like a day that you had like a hard workout or, or something, or was it just like middle of the night? Like you woke up, you're like, I got this idea. Like I got to do something about it. Middle of the night woke up and I had that idea. So, I mean, I literally got up and I ran out and grabbed a piece of paper and I started writing everything down. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I've, yeah. that's happened to me like a couple of times, just different ideas pop up. But um, not necessarily working out or anything, just sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like we're like, I wor I'm working out and it's like my head gets clear and then I'm like, oh, and I got to stop and just like write everything down. And, and I have had it in somewhere I'm, I'm up in the middle of the night and I just can't stop thinking about something. So I just got to like write it down. So did you have the, was it like the picture of what this looked like? Did you know like, okay, this is what's where it's going to go. Can you tell us a little bit about like, what was that vision that you had? I mean, it's pretty much what I built so far. Um, you know, obviously I, I have huge dreams though. You know, yeah. I would love to be able to serve outdoor enthusiasts from coast to coast. That's my kind of my ultimate goal mm -hmm. is to be able to have pioneers and, and, you know, different outdoor towns and throughout the United States um, serving outdoor enthusiasts. But, you know, originally I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start out just me and build that mobile studio, take care to people, personalize care and be more preventative or performance based rather than just always doing rehab, you know. So 
I was able to really create my dream. That's awesome, man. That's great. So you've got, um, you've got like a Mercedes Sprinter. So for a lot of people, this is like, like the size of a, like a American Express, like not quite as big as the UPS box truck, but like that smaller American Express, like not American Express, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, FedEx uh, delivery truck, right? It's like that smaller, like I would what, say- it's like 25 feet long, right? On the outside, yeah. I mean, inside is 15 feet long in the treatment area. So behind wow. the seats. So yeah. it's 15 feet long in there. And, you know, it's high. I, I ended up getting a model that they don't make anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can reach up overhead and I'm over six two. Yeah. So it was like close to seven feet inside before, you know, adding the insulation and the flooring and all that stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And how wide is it? So if it's 15 feet long, how you got about eight feet wide-ish? Oh, I wish eight feet. I don't think it's eight feet. Uh, I should know this, but I don't know it off the top of my head. I want to say closer to six feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger than an ambulance. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 I've I mean, been in the back of a few ambulances. That's no good. No, riding, riding bikes and, and other things, but you know, it's no good. But so this is, so I want to try to do is paint a picture for people. Like this isn't like a small space like you've got it um and i've seen some of the pictures of the inside can you tell us like what else is inside you've got the table um do you have like uh any equipment like you've got like what and what specifically what equipment do you have did you build in cabinets drawers those kinds of things sure yeah, yeah. um you know i built in cabinets above the wheel wells just for extra storage and um, over one of the wheel wells i have a sink for sanitation mm-hmm. so um and i tried to put that weight over the wheel wells just to give it a little bit more weight in the back if you ever had like a pickup truck, you want to load the back for weight. Um, and then I also do have a Kaiser performance trainer in there. So that's pretty sweet. It's, um, it's uses compressed air for resistance. Mm-hmm. So you can go up pretty heavy in resistance on that. I think it's like 80 pounds at least for resistance. So I can actually do some pretty decent strength training with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And I mean, you don't have to carry around the weight of it, like all the iron and steel. No, it's all, I mean, it's heavy enough, but it's not like, not like uh, a weight stack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But then, um, you know, I do have bands and some other small stuff, but I do most of that um, with the, either the performance trainer or manual resistance and mm-hmm. some other basic stuff with bands. Okay. But I try to keep it simple and really focus on the patient. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then um, are you, are you out in the van all day? Are you like all day long or like eight to five? Are you, I mean, do you have like, you're having your lunch in there and like doing your documentation and all that stuff? Yeah. Right. Things are so much more flexible and you know, the freedom is unmasked. You know, yeah. I can come home and you know, I have a little dog. I let him out during the day so I can build that into my schedule. It's not, I mean, can I stay out all day? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I prefer to have a little bit of flexibility in my day. Yeah. So, I mean, even, even with that, you can still see 20 plus people in a week. Yeah, that's awesome. So about you're seeing about five people a day or five to six a day, something like that? Yeah, on the busier days. Um, yeah. You know, I, like I said, I try to keep some, some time built in there so I can work on the business if possible. Yeah. When I start getting, you know, in the 20s and I start to lose that time and, um, you know, that gets tough sometimes because yeah. you've got to follow up, you got to... Um, build relationships with folks and that stuff takes time. It's kind of a delicate balance, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. Yeah. It's uh, one of the things for me, like my sweet spot in treating patients was like 18 people a week. I'm like 18 a week. Like I'm good. <laughs> you know, like I could do, once I got to like do 24, 25, I'm like, I'm a little burnt out. 
Yeah, I wouldn't want to do them anymore. You know, I agree. Yeah, fifteen, you can get away with doing a lot of extra stuff, but yeah, anything past twenty, it's like, eh, yeah, I'm just focusing on treatment. Right, right. No, I get it. It's um, but it, but it's it's a good uh, balance. It, I think the uh, the sweet spot or key thing for me was it was enough time, like that's enough time for me to focus everything I need on my patients and have time for myself and keep the business running and do other things for family. And then, you know, once you get over that, then you got to start balancing out like priorities. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you know, I've kind of uh, created a job for myself per se, which yeah. again is an awesome job. Um, but I definitely need to find time to be able to grow my practice more. Right, right. What, um, I want to ask you one other question for, I want to talk about that a little bit too, but, uh, one more detail, um, documentation wise, are you, I'm, I'm assuming you're using a computer. Like, are you just have like a mobile hotspot or using your cell service and doing it like, like online, like through iPad or laptop or something like that? Honestly, I'll use my phone. Um, I yeah. just use B-Suite and I write soap notes. So I keep it simple there too. Yeah. Uh, there's a HIPAA um, compliant version, which I use. And I think as long as you, you know, you, you open up the note, actually, you don't even need to with cell phone service. Yeah. I just do it on my phone. So, um, <laughs> so I've considered awesome. doing an iPad, iPad um, but I don't really need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. It's like, you could do it on the little, I mean, you know, just one of these things. Like yeah. Phone. It's like a phone is phone and some and some wheels is your office, and you just have to be able to accept a credit card and insurance. Accept right? a credit card, and you know I try not to bill every single visit because that's a hassle yeah. too. So yeah, I've been doing um kind of like monthly subscriptions. Oh, that's which, awesome. Which is Tell working. me more about that. Like, how does that work? Are you like how did you set that up, and where did you how'd you figure that out? I mean, it's all personalized and, and just from um, talking with other mobile PTs and stuff mm -hmm. and, and figuring out what works, you know, having a network of people that you can bounce ideas off of, I think is super yeah. important. Um, but um, yeah, this, the subscription model, I personalize each person. So once I evaluate, I give them an idea of how many times the month they should be seen. Mm -hmm. um, and then they sign up for that. And that's kind of a, for me, an easier transition into um, keeping people on long-term too, rather than just rehab, I can focus on performance afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, like one lady I've seen for, you know, probably eight or nine months now started with an ankle fracture, mm -hmm. rehab that she's like, all right, I just want to be able to walk. And then it turned in, I want to get back to hiking. I like to hike every weekend and I like to hike up to 20 some miles. Yeah. So she's doing that. And now she's like, yeah, I'm going to quit my job because I'm burnt out. And I want to do like, the Pacific Crest Trail or the Appalachian Trail and do a through hike. So we've been working more performance based on cardio and strengthening and yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love that. It's it's just this it's a you get someone uh healed or help them heal and you take them to somewhere they haven't been before. Like it's and we have the freedom to do that. That's so cool. Yep. That's yeah, really but not awesome. an insurance, not if you're right. in network. <laughs> right. You know, what someone posted today, it was like, uh, it was some meme or maybe it was someone commented about how it's like, patient told me their doctor approved them for more PT. But, you know, it was, but it was like, but don't tell the patient that it's the insurance has to actually approve you. My response is PT should be the ones approving people for more PT. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for real. Right. I, I mean, um, out of here. 
Yeah. It's like, Hey, you need more PT. I mean, it's not just, uh, I'm going to rehab you forever. It's like, let's get you to a place where you can be better, faster, stronger than you ever thought you could before, because I can see like the movement problems or the things that are holding you back from your body moving and getting stronger. And it's not just that, like I had a guy yesterday I saw and he came to me for, well, I came to him for back um, you know, leg symptoms, constant tingling pain, burning, terrible pain. And he's not allowed to get an MRI because the insurance won't let him. So he's going to have to either pay out of pocket or do six weeks of physical therapy first. And in this case, personally, I, in most cases, I would say that's probably correct, but not in this one. I feel this guy probably needs an MRI and maybe something more. And like, I can't even do anything about it and it sucks. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, that's, it's interesting that like, I haven't heard like that from many of our, and maybe it's a, you know, I'm sure there's regional differences in insurance uh, authorizations, but it's rare that we have people here that are like, I have to get PT before I can get a image or the next thing. And the fact that you've got someone who that's the case, I'm like, yay. And you're you're just like, yeah, but they probably actually need it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. (laughs) I mean, I think that they mean well, but you can't always be black and white like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so what do you have to do? Like, do they have to just stick it out for six weeks to get some treatment before it's authorized or? Either that, or he's going to have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been able to contact the doc and send them my notes and stuff too, to help hopefully justify the doctor appealed it. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Wow. What, um, what are the, what's the, what's another crazy thing that you've seen that's like, well, maybe like that you're not seeing now that you used to see in the clinic or, or that you've seen that's just, um, you know, like, I don't know, like that we need to fit that like, maybe there's no solution to it, but like, is there something else like that, that you've seen that either now you may be able to solve with the model you have, or it's still frustrating for you. And, uh, there's something else we need to do to figure it out. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I mean, something that we're able to solve in this model is just the fact that we're seeing people that actually want to get better and yeah. that's really helpful and really nice because people have an investment in their own health. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely try harder. And I think that's amazing. And then I just think, you know, um, being able to provide what people need and not just what pays more is important, yeah. but as far as what we can't solve in this model, I don't know. I mean, I think you can use your imagination and probably solve everything or not everything, but solve more than you could in the other setting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that to, I feel like I'm a, I'm a problem solver. Like I see a problem. I, I want to solve it, whether it's like a old scooter, a bicycle, a person's body or a business. Um, wouldn't you agree that that's what like, is that what's driving you uh, to do this and to be have want to have the freedom and flexibility um, as well? Or is there something else? No, freedom and flexibility. And then again, my frustrations just with the, like the status quo. I mean, I truly wanted to be able to change healthcare. Yeah. Um, when I went into Pioneer PT and, you know, January of 17, when I bought this van and started to build it out, like, you know, I want to change the way physical therapy is delivered. I don't think it should be like this. Yeah. I mean, I guess there has to be a range, but um, not everyone needs to be the Walmart or the targets of physical therapy. Why don't we have something better? Right. That's awesome. So what is it that uh, you're, 
what is it you're doing different that, or is it, is it different than just like a typical, like mobile practice? I mean, what, what is that things or the position or the value that you're bringing to people? Like, what is this, what, what is it that you're improving upon? As far as compared to just a regular mobile PT? Well, I don't know. Like, I mean, is it, I mean, versus like in network clinic, is it like, what is like, what is the pioneer? Is it, is it because you have the, this mobile, um, what is you, what do you call it? You had a great mobile studio, it. the mobile studio versus me just rolling up with my, in my car and a, and a table or something. Is it, is it that, is that the ability? Is it the is it not just the convenience, but the fact that you're bringing people, the studio to them. So it's not their house and their office and you're able to bring these other things. Can you talk a little bit about like, sure. is that what it is or is it something different? Do you have a bigger vision? I mean, I have a bigger vision, but I think that's part of the picture. What you're, you're starting to paint is uh, I bring in a freedom that's, that's not really available. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I have people remark to me that they prefer to be seen in the mobile studio because I don't have to go into their house. They get a, away from, you know, their screaming kids or their crazy dog, or they don't have to worry about cleaning up and letting someone in the home and just different reasons. And, you know, especially before the pandemic, I was seeing people like on their commute home from work and just making it more convenient. So they didn't have to drive out of the way. Right. I mean, I know mobile PTs, they go to their home too, but I think people actually like the fact that I don't have to necessarily go in their home unless they want me to. Mm -hmm. They have that option. Yeah, um, uh, that's that's awesome. And so, and and for right now with COVID, is that do you find that people that people are finding that even more important that they can come into your studio versus you going into their home, or is that not a factor? I think it is a factor. I think people feel more comfortable. Um, they can trust me more because it's just me and yeah. just the patient, and I can clean it between people. Um, it's not like it's a turnover, constant turnover where, you know, somebody was just in there. I do have to drive to the next place. It gives me time to clean it, air it out, um, you know, everything sanitized. And I think people like that better. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of like the personalization and maybe gives them a sense of safety. Yeah. So I think that's helpful too. Um, but then as far as to answer your other question you were talking about earlier, I think it's more than just getting people back to being functional as compared to an in-network setting, yeah. it's actually um, really helping them with their dreams and their goals and something more than just, you know, their strength and their range. Right. Yeah. And is that what you were like, as an employee, that was important strength range and build billable units? Pretty much. Yeah. Billable units and then being able to justify to insurance that they need care. Yeah. And, you know, that's not why we signed up for this. So, right. right. No, I know. It's not why I signed up for it either. Um, JT, what, uh, I mean, I have, I have like 10 questions in my head and I want to pull them out in the right order because I got ADD and then they could go all over the place. So, um, let's see when, when you roll, when you go to someone's house, oh, here's the question I want to ask, um, with COVID right now, have you had to change anything significantly? Like, and, and what is that? Not significantly. I mean, ever since March, I was pretty um, early on with the, you know, believing in masks. So I think before they were even sold out places, I went and bought a bunch of disposable masks and um, cleaning equipment. So that way I could provide my client with a mask and myself with a mask for each visit. Um, so I've been taking COVID pretty seriously. 
And um, thank God I, you know, have not been exposed or gotten anyone sick or anything like that yet. Yeah. You know, knock on wood. But um, other than that, I don't really think it's, other than the mass, I don't think it's significantly changed anything. Yeah. Um, if anything, my business has probably grown during COVID. Wow. You know, awesome. the initial couple months there, like the second half of March and April were down, but then it started ramping back up in the past five months. I've been right around that, you know, five figure mark. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just meeting with my team before the podcast and going over like, what's taking us so much more time and we have to screen everyone who comes in the door and we have to clean and do so much more laundry and everything. Mm -hmm. Just like, Oh my gosh, it's not I'm like, it's nuts. Like I can't, and we can't do anything like we have to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah screening too. I should yeah. have said that. I don't do temperatures though. I don't think that's, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of too much hit or miss, but um, screening for sure. And then you just have to have a level of trust with people that you right. invite in. Yeah. And um, it's kind of cold there in the winter or <laughs> colder than in North Carolina. Um, is, I mean, you've got the, the van, it's got a heater and you're indoors and are you ventilating it? You're, you know, heating it. Like, how does that. Like, yeah. You know, I have on and then I have, I've still been cracking the windows even, yeah. I mean, it does a good enough job, but I still just try to keep a little bit extra ventilation. Yeah. So that's probably a little bit different than last year too. Um, but keeping things cracked and then during the summer when it was nice or any sunny days, like yeah. opening all the doors is awesome because yeah. it's basically like you're treating outside. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause you got the double like back doors in like a, the side have a slider or is it like a French door on the side? Sides a slider. So nice. I mean, it kind of feels like you're outside. It's yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So what's your um, vision for the future? So you're talking about like having pioneer PT all over the country. I mean, is it uh, to kind of like, duplicate, uh, hire other people or, you know, do like, uh, licensing or, you know, like, uh, anything like that? Like, well, I mean, I'm going to start by hiring others. I think that's probably my next step. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, ideally like big vision plan, if I could have some type of franchise model, that'd be yeah. totally awesome. Yeah. Um, just cause I believe in it. I mean, I believe in it not only for the patients, but for the therapists too. I think, you know, mental health wise, people would be so much happier both ways. You can give better care. The client gets better care. You have freedom, flexibility, um, you know, and you can still make a living. Yeah. And like, if someone like, is like, well, gosh, like I just Googled the sprinter van. Those things aren't cheap. Like, I mean, how, like, is it, do you feel like the investment you made in the van and your equipment and all that stuff was any more or different or significantly more than it would have been to have a, you know, a rent somewhere, you know, like, was it like, was like, how, and how'd you figure that out and, and make it work? That was a lot of research. I put yeah. in a lot of research trying to figure all that out. And I actually wrote a book to help teach people how to do it because that was so time consuming. So yeah. I did write this book, you know, the Pioneer PT prototype to help people through that process. But, um, you know, I figured it out by just running basic numbers and, you know, I guess figuring out what my expenses might be and then how much I would be able to make. So to see if it was even a worthy business, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, ultimately it's cheaper than rent someplace. Yeah. So, and, you know, after the van is paid off, you have minimal expenses, right? You only have to pay for gas or repairs. Yeah. So, you know, in a few more years, if I can, even if I paid off sooner, I probably won't even have a rent at all. <laughs> right. That's awesome. And, and it's a Mercedes, but is it, uh, you know, 
is is it like that expensive like we might think like an exotic car or it's pretty good workhorse i mean what kind of like maintenance and upkeep and stuff does it require i mean maintenance is expensive i mean an oil change is i mean almost 200 bucks i won't yeah. lie there but um and i make sure i take it somewhere because it is a mercedes but the upfront cost of the vehicle was only fifty thousand, which yeah. i thought is reasonable and then um you know the build out i probably went a little bit more extreme especially with the custom equipment but you know i i was less than 20 grand on that so i think it could be done for 15 or less potentially yeah. um, for a build out depending on what you want to do the most expensive part is the heat and the ac yeah so um other than that the materials are not that that much yeah does the heat and ac come with it or do you have to add that or you mean running it yeah. i had that put in separately so yeah. that's why it was a cost but I mean, the heat's cool. You know, it's um, the diesel fired heater. So it just takes a small drip out of the diesel tank. The engine does not need to be running. And, uh, you know, it's it's great. The AC, you do have to keep the engine running. So that's, you know, there are options there, but um, hopefully something better comes out. Yeah, that's Sometimes awesome. 12 volt AC unit or, you know, your other option is a generator. Yeah, that, that's cool. So, um, when you're talking about uh, your business to people, you mentioned you called it a mobile studio. When when you're marketing it, are you marketing it in a different way? Are you using different words or terms to like that, you know, like, or, or what's the best, what's some of the best ways that you're taught, you know, like how are you getting people to understand like it's a mobile clinic and they, are they asking questions? Like what is some of the language or terms you're using as you're doing some of your marketing? Uh, yeah, that's a good question too. I would say it's not really different than a normal business when you market, mm -hmm. but I definitely mentioned that, you know, I do have a mobile studio and I do see people in the, in the mobile studio, but I come to you for convenience. Mm -hmm. So I always market that it's convenience, that I get personalized care and it's not only just rehab, but it's performance based too. So that's probably how I market it. Um, and I don't think it's different than any other business in the fact that you have to build relationships with people. And um, I don't think that's different in any kind of business, whether it's yeah. physical therapy or food or whatever. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you've uh, been able to like one of the most successful marketing strategies you've been able to do to build relationships and build your business? Sure. I mean, I think number one is my, my patients, mm -hmm. right? Word of mouth. I mean, I know that's a, a tough one to quantify or whatever, but um, I get a lot of my new people from past patients. Yeah. So from previous patients, I tell them that, you know, what I might treat and, oh, I work with this and this is how I can help just in different conversations. And, you know, with their results, by actually giving these people results, they want to refer their friends. So I think that's a big one. And then social media. I mean, I try to be consistent with social media as well. Um, other than those two things in the past, before COVID, I did a lot of events. Mm -hmm. I did different, you know, mountain bike and cycling and running festivals. But, um, since COVID, I have not done any of that and I've still continued to grow. So I think it's just, you know, some of the basics, meaning focus on your clients, yeah. give them a good experience, give them results. Um, and then it'll come back to you. Yeah. That's awesome. Is there anything that you're doing specifically to encourage them to refer their family friends or is it just kind of happening organically? I do ask. I mean, I, I definitely ask, um, every few weeks I would say, I probably say, all right, this is the week I'm going to bring that up specifically to my patients. Yeah. I think if you don't ask, they don't know. Right. And they might think you're full or whatever, you know, you're not accepting new patients. 
Um, so I think that's part of it. And just asking them if they have any friends or family that are similar to them or like them that could benefit from my service. Yeah. What's one of the, um, what's one of the things that you struggled with the most, or if you could go back you know, like, or just looking back and starting your business, you know, if you could, uh, change it, like what, what would that be? I probably would have gotten help sooner. Yeah. Um, meaning like coaching or like surrounding myself with a better group of people. Uh, I, I went at this too long on my own cause I, I think I had still a scarcity mindset. So mm -hmm. mindset was probably a big one. Um, you know, I thought I had this amazing idea and I didn't want anyone to know about it. So I wasn't telling people. And that was a huge mistake because you have to tell people if you want people to come into your world. Right. So um, I would say that was a huge mistake of mine. And I wish I would have done that sooner. I wish I would have started social media sooner. Um, so that's intimidating too, but it's a huge growth process owning your own business. I mean, it's, you don't, you don't just help people, but you grow personally too. And I think it's pretty special. And that's kind of like a positive side effect of owning your own business that you might not expect. Yeah. What's one way that you felt like you've grown personally from owning a business? I'd say I feel more comfortable in my own skin and I feel more comfortable, I guess, you know, I'm putting myself out there. Mm -hmm. I was definitely way more nervous of that before. I don't think I ever would have wanted to be on a podcast with someone because I would have been too nervous. Um, but you have to kind of get over those fears um, in order to grow. So I think it's the same stuff you probably teach and preach, but you actually have to put it into action. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the other thing is like taking action, right? Like there's a lot of people I know who are listening are like, oh, I'm going to wait till next year when the time is right. When, when's the time, right? <laughs> like when, when, it, like, what does it take to, what does it mean to take, and when's the time going to be right? And wh what do you have to do to actually take action? Cause I know you've done, done the work, you know, but. I would say now, I mean, you shouldn't wait if you've thought about it and you want to do it. And you, I mean, you gotta be serious about it though, too. This is not just something that's easy. Maybe for some people it comes easier than others, but it's not, um, if you're talking about like a business, um, you actually have to put in a lot of work. It's not just going to come to you. Um, just even because you say, all right, I have a business that's out there. I have a website. It looks all pretty and stuff. Um, I'm open, but you have to work to actually get people in the door and work to build relationships and keep those relationships. Um, you know, I think it's not for the faint of heart. I think you need to have a support network too. I think that's important because it's easy to have that emotional roller coaster. We're going to have ups and downs. Um, I mean, I'm sure you've had some ups and downs too earlier on in your career. And, oh, yeah. you know, you have to have people that build you up. They can't be just knocking you down all the time because you probably won't succeed. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely tough. It's tough doing it on your own. I mean, there were years when I was like, my wife was like, well, I don't understand. Like, like, is this working? And she's like, well, people wouldn't be coming to you if it wasn't working, you know, because like I didn't have it was 10 years ago. I didn't have when the Internet wasn't as good, but it, I didn't have people around me who could tell me like, yeah, Aaron, you're doing a great job. Like, you know, those patients who get mysteriously get better and they don't tell you about it. And then six years later, like you changed my life. And for those six years, I was wondering, like, what happened? <laughs> you know, have you ever experienced that yourself? 
I mean, I've definitely seen people in, in the community later on. It's like, wow, like you're, you know, you're back to riding your bike really strong. Like yeah. you look good now. Yeah. Like, you look like a different person. You looked like you were really rough, man. <laughs> it's good to see you. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, I've had these people like over the last 20 years, like, like they disappeared. And then one day they show up and they're like, Oh my God, you changed my life. I'm like, well, I would have loved to have done that before. Um, but that was one of those, when you said that, like being, being alone, not having other people around me to reassure me, like that was one of those big things that I struggled with was like, did I help? Am I really helping people? Because they're playing when I didn't know how to communicate well to my patients, like I wouldn't get that feedback from them. Um, and that was always really tough for me. Um, man, that's awesome. So what, uh, what are some of the other things that, uh, took you a while to figure out that, uh, that someone else who wants to do like a mobile practice or, or build a mobile studio should, uh, maybe know about, or would be helpful for them to, to learn. I think the, the build out took me a ton of time. I think, um, Again, I would probably recommend the if you thought about it and you're serious about it, I would hire a coach right away. Um, I wouldn't mess around because if they've already done it, they're going to be able to teach you how to do it faster. Um, I would surround yourself with other like-minded people in your profession. Um, don't be afraid to go for it. I mean, you got to dive in sometime. And I think one of your sayings I like is yeah. uh, 80% is good enough. You can't always be so perfect with everything because it, you know, you're just going to waste time. Um, I think another big piece of advice of mine is I would uh, focus on what's truly important. You can't do too many things at once. So I've definitely gone down that path before where like, all right, I'm, I'm doing mobile PT with the mobile studio. I wrote a book and then I actually developed an online program for mountain bikers. But I think that was a kind of a waste of my time at the time, believe it or not, because I was losing focus on what I truly needed to do. Right. So I kind of put that on the back burner and refocused on Pioneer PT. And that was a big help too. So I would say don't do too many things at once. Follow through all the way through until you're where you want to be. And then you can probably build other assets. Um, but trying to do too many things at once is a detriment. Yeah, That's awesome. That's important. So what is it that you're focused on right now? Like besides like patient care, besides patient care, I, my next step is to hire someone and build out another studio. So that's my next goal. If I have to, you know, break it down. Yeah. Um, so first quarter of 2021, that's uh, what I need to make happen. That's awesome. That's awesome. What are you going to do differently as you build a second studio? Probably not pay all that money for that. Um, you know, custom machine, I'll probably use resistance bands instead. So yeah. <laughs> decrease the cost there, maybe some kettlebells or something too. But um, so cut the cost a little bit on that. Um, and then be able to actually teach someone how to do it too. Yeah. So they can be successful. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so great. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, one day get to get together and like, I don't know, drive my van somewhere <laughs> and get all like my van. I think just Jenny, you know her, she's the Wanderlust BT. She's got like a, I think she's got like a GMC or a Ram. I think she's got like a Ram van. Like that'd be yeah. cool. We should have like a PT van. <laughs> Hers looks awesome. I yeah, it does. Yeah. That's a uh, kind of a big vision too. If I ever get, you know, a bunch of pioneers, I want to yeah. have like, like a camping party where everybody comes together and 
you know, the desert or you yeah. know, camping together and has a good time. So I think yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, I love it because like my van, I've got an 82, for anyone listening who doesn't know, I've got a Volkswagen, a 1982 Volkswagen Vanagon. I, it just got a new transmission. So I haven't had it for like six months. So no pictures from this summer, but I've got an ARB awning. I don't know. Do you have an awning on yours? I don't. That would be yeah. pretty nice. Yeah. I, I just have a tent that I put up, but yeah. uh, the awning would be awesome. So I got the awning that comes out. It's a little tricky for one person. You got to do, you got to finagle it and do this little weird dance with it. Um, but it pulls out and I get, you know, it's uh, seven feet tall so I can fit under it and I could, I could put a table under it. I, I would, but my van's old and crusty and I wouldn't want my patients to do it, but it's, it's a cool little thing and what it extends it. And we put our little, uh, table and chairs out there in the summer and that's and awesome. Under it. You have, yeah. a, you have a, na- a name for your van? No, I'm not a van namer, an automobile namer. Um, I name my dogs and my kids. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, a lot of people name their van VW and I call it VW or I might call it like, let's get in the bus because we have a Toyota van. And so if I say van, everyone thinks we're talking about like our Prius, like our, uh, what's it called? A Toyota. Um, it's not the Prius. It's the whatever. It's the Toyota minivan. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not throwing the peace sign in that one. No, you're definitely not. So, um, but no, I don't, I don't name it. I've got, uh, all my scooters. None of them have names. They're all just as crusty and rusty and, uh, um, but they drive all great. And, um, so, but I enjoy driving it. It's just fun. It's, isn't that, it's just something cool about being like, Hey, I'm, I'm self-sustained. Right. I For think sure. it's awesome. Um, well, JT, is there anything else uh, that you think is important that we didn't touch on that I should have asked you? Um, whew. Those questions are always tough. Yeah. Um, let me think. I mean, let's think about like, who's that person right now? What about that person right now who's thinking like, I want to start a mobile studio, but damn it, Aaron, it's COVID. You know, it's, you know, it's not the right time. You know, what, I mean, you're doing you're doing just fine. You know, like you're doing great. You know, like, what do you have to say to them? Because there's, I mean, they're clearly scared and you know, like it's, I don't understand, you know, how this is even possible for me. You know, what would you say to that person? I would say at least start something like you don't have to build a van right away. You could definitely start doing mobile PT with your car and going into people's homes. If you felt comfortable with that, that way you can, you know, build the van as you feel comfortable financially. Um, you know, I think that does offer a, a extra freedom that mobile PT does not, but you can certainly make mobile PT work. You can certainly start to build a relationship with people in your community. You can certainly, um, start to put yourself out there on social media and, and get to be known. I think people need to know about you to, what do you have to, you have to know them, like them and trust them in order to do business with them. So if you don't, you're probably not going to get any patients anyway. So you should at least start now, start something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Um, well, if someone wants to get in touch with you and check out what you have going on, what's uh, your website and social media where they can find you? Website is pioneerptmd, as in maryland.com. Um, and then you can always email me at, at james at pioneerptmd.com or find me on social media, JT Dalkarian. Awesome. And JT, what's the name of your book? So, and where do they find it? Is it Amazon? Is where it's available? Yeah, it's on Amazon. Uh, the book is called The Pioneer PT Prototype, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Building Your Mobile Health and Wellness Studio. That's awesome. Cool. So you yeah, find that on Amazon. If you're listening or driving your car, we'll put those links in the show notes for sure. Um, 
man, JT, it's been awesome having you on the show and catching up. Um, and it's always great to uh, see you and see what you're building. And I'm really excited for what you've created over the last few years since we, uh, we first met. So um, congratulations, man. It's dope. So I appreciate you. you being on the well, show. Thanks for being a leader in our profession and um, really helping to push people over the edge. I mean, I don't think, you know, without buying your cash PT blueprint back in the day, I don't know if I would have been able to figure this all out on my own, you know, just not knowing that other people have done it or done it successfully and seeing people actually do it is a big drive. Yeah. So I thank you. Awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so, I, I, I love the fact that not that you would say that, but that actually something that I did and, and uh, shared actually helps other people. Cause I never thought anyone wanted to, anyone wanted to do it other than me or would, would benefit, you know, and that was, you know, my initial like scarcity thing was like, no one wants to know about this, you know, cause everyone told me it's not going to work and it's a bad idea. And you shouldn't do it. And I'm like, clearly no one wants to know about it. So thank you very much. I appreciate the comment because I never expected it to actually help anyone else. So. Well, I think it's helped thousands of people <laughs> and, uh, and probably even more patient wise. So yeah, um, that's pretty special. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And that's like, I don't know. That's what I, that's why I'm doing this. So I appreciate it. And I appreciate the feedback and, and, and you sharing your story with everyone. Cause I know it's going to inspire some other people to take action and, and do the same thing because there's thousands of people out there who are suffering because they're getting shitty care or not no care at all. And uh, we're the ones that can provide them with, with the help. Um, in their location in the comfort of the mobile studio so it's such a dope idea i love it and uh i'm waiting for you to create a matchbox uh version of it and I'm, i'll buy the first one when you do so that's a sweet know. idea <laughs> let me know um or at least we got to get the sprinter van and paint it with some uh, mat, uh some uh, model car paint but jt thanks for being here i appreciate you so much um, if you guys uh, are at all interested in uh, checking out uh, what a mobile studio looks like, go check out JT's website. It's Pioneer PPMD um, or grab his book on Amazon and uh, get out there, do something. Just start something today. Today is the best day to start and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much. Hey, what's up? It's Aaron. Real quick, if you're just starting a cash-based physical therapy practice or you already have one and you want to learn how to grow it and scale it, this is for you. I just released my brand new book, The Cash PT Blueprint, because I want to get this book in the hands of every physical therapist out there. I want to give it away to you for free. All I ask is that you pay a little bit of shipping and handling, and you'll not only get the steps to create your own cash practice, but the tools to grow it and scale it beyond what everyone else thinks is possible. To snag your copy right now, go to cashptblueprintbook.com. That's C-A-S-H-P-T-B-L-U-E-P-R-I-N-T-B-O-O-K.com. And when you get your copy, give me a shout out somewhere on social media, and we'll talk to you soon.